welcome to another episode of Talks with Tasha podcast. If you are able to, please feel free to give me a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you happen to be listening to me. You can head on over to www.talkswithtashapodcast and submit your email address and you can stay connected to any and all things that are happening with Talks with Tasha podcast. You can also connect on social media, Facebook, Talks with Tasha podcast, Instagram at Talks with Tasha podcast, or on Twitter, Tasha Talks. Hope you enjoy the episode. Zuna Eyewear was created to provide affordable, quality eyewear to everyone. All of Zuna's sunglasses are one for $15 or two for $25, all day, every day. Zuna Specs is the newest collection and has been taking off. Each pair of specs includes a pouch, a cleaning cloth, a hard card, and a tool. Zuna strives to provide prompt service and professionalism beyond measure. So head on over to ZunaEyewear.com and place your order. Don't forget to use the code TASHA10 to receive 10% off of your order. Hello, and thank you for joining me with another episode of Talks with Tasha podcast. First, let's get some things out of the way. This new norm because of the pandemic has thrown me completely out of whack, honestly, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing, when I'm supposed to be doing it, what makes sense to do, what I shouldn't be doing. And of course, all still while making sure that, you know, I'm taking care of my kids as well as my full-time job. So yes, I have been a little bit MIA because honestly, I've just been trying to do like a lot of y'all are trying to figure out what makes sense now. So I'm back. (laughs) I'm back and I'm, I'm ready to have some conversations about obviously like, you know, what has been going on, but also like, you know, the things moving forward because we can't sit here and just dwell and, you know, tread water in this weird space. We have to start embracing our new norm as the new norm is, I guess, manifested or, um, comes to fruition of what it should actually be. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was something that actually came up via social media, because I think a lot of us are starting to engage on social media a lot more than what we were before, because it's kind of our way to stay connected to the world now that we can't really move around in the world like we did before. But I was on social media and I happened to be in some group that I'm in. And there was a lady that posted something. And the post was basically expressing that she has a an app on her daughter's phone that monitors her activity. And she came across the fact that her daughter's 14 year old friend thought she was pregnant and she wasn't sure of how to go about things because the, you know, obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic and she doesn't know how to help this situation. Like, you know, a couple of the questions were, do I go and get a pregnancy test? And let the girl take it, you know, or get my daughter to bring it over to her. Should I, you know, tell the parents about it? And, you know, a lot of people chimed in, but then there were a lot of us, and I'm going to include myself in that, in the question of why do you have an app on your daughter's phone to monitor her? And of course, you know, you had people coming back with the responses of, you know, this world is crazy. There's, you know, you never know who your kids are interacting with because now they have access to the world, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. I definitely understand that. But what I don't understand is why, like, how did our parents function all before? 
you know, like my mom, you know, I'm sure she went into my room and probably, you know, checked on things while I was at school or whatever, dug through our, you know, sock drawer <laughs> or whatever it was that she needed to do to, um, to investigate if she had any sort of suspicion or whatever. But I just, it, it just blew my mind that there were so many parents that were like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm stalking my kids. And all I could think about was this episode on Black Mirror um, called Archangel, I believe, where the mom um, had access through a, like an iPad or a tablet device to be able to see everything that her daughter saw, to be able to filter everything that she felt like her daughter shouldn't be exposed to. And if anybody, if you haven't seen that episode, I recommend that you go on Netflix and look, look at it. And then come back and finish listening to the rest of this episode. But then there was, you know, there was, it it turned out a certain way. And um, I feel like this whole monitoring our kids and putting apps on their devices to know every text message that they send and, you know, every keystroke that they uh, put onto their uh, device that we know about it. I, you know, I do think that there's levels to monitoring our kids. You know, perfect example is, my kids have uh, their location on and it's shared with me at all times. That is not so I can, you know, be a total creeper and just, you know, sit back and watch every little move that they make. But, you know, I, I am allowed the opportunity to be able to check at any given point in time. If my daughter tells me that she is at such and such friend's house, this is where your phone better be. If you tell me that you're going to the mall, this is where your phone better be. Now, granted, that may only be her phone, but there has to be some level of of trust, right? Not only, you know, and I don't want to say blind trust, but it's that trust that you build over time. Like I had a conversation regarding this topic, you know, just a, not this topic, but my relationship with my daughters and well, and my son as well, but he's not home anymore. So I don't really have to worry about him as much. But I had a conversation a while back with uh, my daughters and my youngest one made a comment and she said, you know, Mama, we've worked, and at the time, you know, it was like 15 and 16 years to build this level of trust with you. And if we go and do something stupid or do something that we know we don't have any business doing, we don't have another 15 and 16 years to gain all of that back. And I was like, damn, my child gets it. I've, I've, I haven't sat here and raised y'all to make the decisions that you make simply because that's what I want you to do. I'm raising y'all because I need y'all to be able to be functioning adults and responsible adults whenever it's time for y'all to step outside of my house. And I don't want to finally put all of that expectation on you to make the right decisions and know how to conduct yourself when you turn 18, when you walk out of the door. Like, we got to build up to that. So I'm going to have to take the time. And as much as, you know, and my kids laugh about it because whenever it's little milestone things that start to happen, I will cry my brains out. I don't care. I <laughs> I will sit around and cry. And I mean, it's not like a big moping session or anything like that. But like I get emotional about it because I realize like whenever I kind of give them these opportunities to take pop quizzes of life and, you know, um, final exams of, you know, whatever lessons I've been teaching them over the course of X amount of time. I know that they are getting closer and closer to being able to step outside my doors and not walk back in and be able to be fully functioning adults. And as proud as I am for them to make those right decisions, it it, it sucks. 
but I have to give them the space to make those mistakes. I have to give them the space to, to test out the things that I've taught them, the things that we've grown over the course of those 15 and 16 years to be able to make wise decisions. So it, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to me whenever we sit here and we watch every little thing that they do via some app. So I feel like there's, there's, there's levels to it. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't pay attention to anything that our kids do. To the contrary, I'm saying that we need to stop um, having technology do the legwork for us. And we need to sit around and have these, have these interactions and have these um, open discussions about the reality of the world that we live in. I'm not gonna, yeah, as much of a sunshine and rainbows person as I am, I am not gonna sit here and have my children believing that everything is right with the world, that everything is great and everything is comfortable and there aren't bad people out there and there aren't horrible situations and scenarios that you could end up in that could alter your entire life. I'm not gonna lie to my kids like that. I will have conversations with them and say, look, I know I did some wild shit when I was a kid. Like this is the reality of the stuff that I did. But this is how bad it could have turned out. This is how bad it could have been by me sitting here going out drinking and being around people that I ain't had no business being around. This is how bad it could have been whenever I was out there basically hanging around grown ass men and, you know, not really giving a care in the world. My mama didn't know where I was. My mama thought I was at my friend Shannon's house. Meanwhile, we out here just gallivanting, you know, smoking weed, drinking, cutting up. And those things could have ended up badly. Like, but. I got I got lucky. Some will say blessed, whatever. But nonetheless, I consider it like I beat the odds. And is that a chance that you want to take? Is that a chance that you want to take in making some foolish decision that now your entire life is altered? So these are conversations that I've had. And in those conversations, it allows me to get to know my children. It allows them to get to know me, that I'm not perfect, that I never was perfect. And it's not that I'm expecting perfection out of them but I'm expecting them to make better decisions than what I did. And I tell my kids all the time, you know, y'all are far, far better than what I was. Just in there, in that moment, like, you know, when you have a 15-year-old kid who says to you, hey, it took me 15 years to earn this level of trust in you. I don't have another 15 years to gain it back. That even, that small statement is massive and so much greater than my own understanding of things. And it also... Raising them this way, I feel like affords us the opportunity to have like real conversations, you know, and for them to be able to come to me about whatever it is that they're thinking or feeling or what like the truth about where they want to go, what they want to do, who they want to be around, the questions that they have about this re very real world that they have to live in. And some of those conversations are hard and some of them, you know, of course, like I said, as a mom, you kind of, you know, a parent, I'm sure, because I'm not going to discredit what this makes uh, the fathers feel like. But you sit back and you're just like, oh, God. Ugh. I got to tell them the truth. You know, I, like I have to, I can't sugarcoat this because if I sugarcoat it and they find out otherwise, then they're not going to trust my judgment. You know, they're not going to trust what I'm telling them and it'll start to destroy my relationship with them. So you you have those open conversations that are sometimes hard. But in having those conversations, that trust is built. And I will say this much, like I realized just how how good of a relationship we did, you know, we've had, I'm not gonna say did have, but how good of a relationship I've had with my daughters. Whenever this whole pandemic kicked off, I realized that I had a lot of my um my peers, you know, I'm not necessarily gonna say friends, but people in my, you know, in my 
social circle who, you know, I'll use one example. You had one had no idea that their son was basically a, a drug addict. And the only reason that this kid was able to get involved, you know, do it without his parents knowing anything about it. Sure, they didn't have any monitoring apps on him or anything like that. But whenever the pandemic kicked off and, you know, this kid wasn't able to leave out of the house at all and do anything, the withdrawal started to kick in. And then that's when the parents started to try and figure out, like, what the hell is going on? And then, of course, that, that's when they picked the phone up and start looking through everything and start, you know, searching the kid's room and find out that, you know, th their kid had been using uh, prescription drugs for a while. And I'll be honest, I started to freak out and I was like, what if, what if there's things that I don't know about my kids? So I literally told, told my daughters, I said, give me your phones. And this has always been the rule. Whenever they got cell phones, I told them that I will always know your passwords and I will always have access to your phone. Anytime I ask you for it, I don't want any questions. There will be no, hold on, let me get it to you. You hand it over right then and there. And they did. And you could see that both of them were getting extremely emotional. And it wasn't an emotion. It wasn't like, oh my God, what if she finds out, you know, whatever about me? It wasn't that. It was, it was like shock. And then, I, you know, my oldest one, she was, she got like visibly emotional about it. And I was like, what's wrong with you? And she said, you say you trust us, but like, why are you doing this? And I said, well, because, because I can. There's like, I'm, I'm doing it because I can. And I'm still watching them be hurt, but I'm, I'm still going through their phones because I took it and I said, that's what I was going to do. And that's what I'm going to do. So I went through their phones and I looked through it. I mean, you see the obvious stuff, you know, them, not not really them, but like, you know, cursing, t you know, talking about drama, foolishness, whatever, you know, it was, it was nothing outside of normal teenage antics, you know, but whenever I gave, uh, so when I was done going through all of their accounts, <laughs> I handed the phones back and they complete, they looked defeated. And I was like, I don't understand what, like, what is going on right now? And they basically explained to me and they said, you know, there's nothing that we've done that makes you not trust us, but you don't trust us. And I said, no, it's not that I don't trust y'all. I said, is that, you know, I'm, I'm worried because all of these other parents are finding out stuff about their kids that they didn't even know anything about. And what if I'm being, you know, what if I'm being naive? What if I'm being blind and I'm not paying attention to something? And, you know, lo and behold, y'all are sitting here struggling behind my back. And they just kept harping on like, but we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything that made you, that should make you not trust us. And they were right. They were dead on. I allowed what was happening with other people in their, you know, in, in their relationships with their kids impact my relationship with my own children. And I felt so bad in that moment. I, of course, I apologize because regardless of whether I had, you know, yes, I have the right to do it. I have the right to do whatever it is that I want that doesn't endanger their safety when it comes to my kids. And yet, so yeah, I have the right to do it, but that doesn't mean that I should have done it. It doesn't mean that there was anything that they did that warranted me doing that. And I don't feel like it was anything like detrimentally damaging that, you know, that happened in that moment, but it was something that hurt them. It hurt them so bad. And I can't imagine having my children walk around every day knowing that I don't trust them. I have an app on their phone stalking their every keystroke, their every picture, everything that they do, 
all because, because, you know, like a lot of people are saying, oh, well, there's bad people out there. Me stalking their phone is not going to change the bad people that's out there. But you know what will change it? Me having conversations with my kids and saying, hey, look, everybody out there ain't your friend. Every adult out there is not, you know, a friendly person. Every, you know, a turn that you make is not going to be a pleasant neighborhood. Like, you know, it's me having those real conversations with them because what I don't want to have happen is they turn 18, they graduate from high school or whatever, and they decide that, hey, look, you know, I'm moving away from home. Like, I left home when I was 17. I left home when I was 17 and I was, you know, defined as an adult because I was in the military. But nonetheless, I was 17 and I go out into this world and my mom had to hope and pray that everything that I learned in the 17 years that I was in the house with her would help me to make better decisions. And there was a lot of stuff that was not talked about. It wasn't talked about. It wasn't discussed. Um, I think a lot of it was because of naivety of my mom. Meanwhile, I'm out in the streets just turning up. And, <laughs> you know, my mom is none the wiser about, like, how to talk to me about it, um, how to, I guess, you know, how to prepare me for what it was that I was walking out into uh, the world in, but I, that wasn't going to stop me. I was still going to keep going out there and doing whatever it was that I wanted to do in, in my mind, you know, that's, you know, because all I had to do was say, oh, hey, yeah, I'm going to sleep over at Shannon's house, you know, and meanwhile, I'm, you know, getting on I-10 with, you know, a 19, 20-year-old, 20, 21-year-old 20, grown man and his friend, and we are headed out to go to Baton Rouge to go and party. My mom had no idea, and there was no cell phones to be able to track me. It was just a matter of like, let me hurry and make sure that I make it back home, back to uh, my hometown in time, to, you know, so that my mama don't know about it. But here it is. I have the opportunity to have these real conversations with my children. So whenever it is time for them to walk out of the house, whenever they can step outside my doors and don't look back, they're prepared to go out into this world where they know the reality. Not that I've sheltered them from everything, like on Black Mirror, where you know, the mom basically had the daughter, she would, you know, um, edit, there, there was an option to like edit, um, and censor what the daughter was able to see, like something as simple as a, an aggressive dog barking at her whenever they would go down the street when she was a baby, instead of a allowing this kid to learn how to, to feel and not be terrified every time this dog would start barking. The mom censored it, so all this kid is seeing like a, is, uh, is a fuzzy, pixelated in image in front of her while it's bouncing around, but there's no sound, and there's just this pixelated thing jumping around. So now she gets older, and here's this dog barking. I don't know how to deal with this dog barking. I'm scared now. I don't want that to be my kids. I know it sounds crazy, but that's the reality. Whenever we, we circumvent them being exposed to, to life, and I'm not saying you just go and dump your child in the middle of a crack house. I ain't saying to do that. What I am saying is you have those conversations about the real world that these kids are going to have to exist in. Whenever they step outside of my doors, this is, this is the reality of the world. Yes, home is your safe space. This neighborhood is your safe space. But everywhere is not home. Everywhere is not this neighborhood. So you need to be prepared to make decisions and make sure that whenever you are out there, you're ready and you know how to make the best decision possible because I've, I've properly educated you. Your, your parents have properly you know, taught you things. And monitoring your kids is not the way for them to learn because all that does is, is the minute you see that they, oh, wait a minute, no, they're actually going to go and, you know, they're, they, she says that she's going to a sleepover. Over, they're actually talking about going out to go drinking. I say the same thing to my kids all the time. Whenever they leave out of the house, I tell them I love them. 
and I tell them to make smart decisions. Be smart. You know how I raised you. You know, that that's that's the classic one for me as well. You know how I raised you. So <laughs> hopefully that thing is resonating and ringing in the back of their heads that this is not a decision that my mom would want me to make. Let me make the best decision possible. I'm not telling you to not go and hang out with your friends because I'm not I'm not going to stop your friendships. I'm not going to stop you having fun. I'm not I'm not going to stop that. But what I'm hoping that I can do is help you make better decisions of what fun looks like and also make better decisions of who is actually your friend and who is not. Because, yeah, yeah you know, I'm sure my kids get a hard time from some of the kids on, you know, them being a prude or, you know, I can't. How do you even have fun? Because you're not you're not you're not out drinking. You're not out smoking. You're not out having sex. But I don't want them to feel like, well, if I'm not doing it, maybe I should be doing it because then I'll, you know, I could have fun. I'm going to go and have those conversations with them and tell them, look, you can go ahead. It, it, I'm telling you, you might feel like you having fun while you hopped up on whatever or you're drinking whatever. But just know that's that's a gamble that you're taking. That's a gamble because whenever you're not in your right mind, who knows what's going to happen to you? Who knows what somebody else can do to you? Who knows what that one drink may do to you? That one pill may do to you? That one puff may do to you? But if that's the chance you want to take, at least you were informed. So you can't come back to me and be like, mama, I didn't know. Nah, you knew. You knew, and that was the decision that you wanted to make. So I just feel like we need to give our kids space to possibly make those mistakes. Give them space because whenever they leave out of our house, whenever they become adults, and I'm using air quotes on adults because we all know by law, 18 is an adult, but most of us at 18, we did not have our shit together. So let's, let's not just say, you know, 18, you're an adult. But whenever they leave from out of our house, we know that they're going to have, you know, they're going to encounter things that they need to know how to make decisions on. And if we have not prepared them, if we have always jumped in front of every little thing and they've never, ever had to make those decisions, if we put our reins so tight on them that they've never been able to go out there and be involved in uh, a potentially, you know, precarious situation where they have to use some wisdom and say, all right, well, you know, how can this, you know, impact me later on? Is this really what I want for myself? If we never, ever teach them that, I can promise you, whenever it's time for them to step outside, step outside these doors and for them to go out into the real world, a couple of things can possibly happen. Either A, they're going to be so damn terrified, they're going to run back and they're going to want to live with you. I don't know who wants that. I love my children to death. God knows I do. But they got to get the hell up out of Dodge so I can, <laughs> I can have my space again. You know, like I'm going to enjoy them while they're here, but... I want them to grow and be gone. And when you go, go live your life. Be prosperous. Just come back and visit, but don't bring too much luggage with you because that's going to let me know you're trying to come here and stay. But I want them to go and I want them to be gone. But if these kids are not prepared, they're going to go out there and see just how crazy it is and be terrified and run back to you. Or they're going to go out there and they're going to see all of this stuff and have the allure of all of it and want to be involved and engaged in all of it. And the next thing you know, you're going to be dealing with all sorts of other issues and problems. And I'm not saying that, you know, your child will go out there and all of a sudden, be, you know, become a sex worker against your desires or whatever the case may be. I'm saying that they are going to struggle. They're going to struggle because you haven't prepared them to be out there. So this whole monitoring your kids thing, I feel like there are levels to it and, and recognize that the level that you are monitoring your child at 
Is it something that is really hindering you from having a genuine relationship of trust with your with your child to where they will listen to you and have you know have some open dialogue with you so they can come to you about whatever it is that's going on out there, whatever it is that's going on in their own heads and their hearts as, as well as what's going on socially with their friends and the world that they have to function in or are you know are you keeping yourself from being able to trust your own kid? Keeping your kid from being able to trust you? Because that's another thing. Like I said, in that moment, I felt I, I feel like my children didn't trust me because I they felt like I didn't trust them because I had always told them, unless you give me a reason to trust you, I'm going to trust you. They had not given me a reason to not trust them. And here it is, I'm taking their phones and I'm looking through everything. So now in that moment, they don't trust me because I've gone against my word. I don't went against my word. I just say, yes, there's a ton of apps out there. I'm not giving out the names of any of them because I'm sure all you got to do is Google or go to your app store or Google Play Store or whatever and find the latest and greatest and see you know, what awesome reviews or whatever are out there. But if that's something that you're considering doing, ask yourself why, why you're doing it. And I'll be honest, part of it might be because you really ain't doing your job at home whenever you can sit here and build that trusting relationship. You're not doing your part to build the relationship that you need to build with your kid because yeah, it takes time, effort, and energy. And you can either take the time, effort, and energy to build that relationship or you can take the lazy way out and just go ahead and have technology, quote unquote, you know, monitor your kid. And that's still not gonna stop anything. That's still not gonna protect them. That's still not gonna say that everything will be right with the world. So make your decision, but make your decision based on, on reality and be wise in your decision and make sure that whatever decision it is that you do make about how you monitor your kids or whatever, the end results or the possible end results, you will be okay with it. I am okay not monitoring my children's every keystroke. And if heaven forbid something bad were to happen or something you know that less than desirable for me were to happen, I would be okay with that because I would feel like I gave them the tools to make the right decision. But if we're not equipping our kids with the tools to make the right decision, then the blame is on us whenever those mistakes happen. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Talks with Tasha podcast. As always, take care of yourself. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Talks with Tasha podcast. If you'd like to go ahead and leave me a rating or review on whatever platform it is that you happen to be listening to me, it would be greatly appreciated. If you want to know what's going on with me in the world of Talks with Tasha podcast, you can head on over to www.talkswithtashapodcast.com. If you want to stay connected to me through social media, I can be found on Facebook, Talks with Tasha podcast, or you can find me on Instagram, Talks with Tasha podcast, or on Twitter, Tasha Talks. If you'd like to just go ahead and get things all over with and send me an email, you can do that as well. I can be reached at Tasha G at TalksWithTashaPodcast.com.